Hello and welcome to the 2019 Breeder Awards for the podcast. You're joined by your boy, Happy Days, as always. Here to run down the 2019 awards, I have with me Mr. James Bean himself to discuss why certain breeders, certain strains and certain trends have taken the scene by storm in the past year. Big shout out as always to Seeds here now, your number one seed bank in the game. And a big, big shout out to our friends in the Patreon gang. As always, helping make the show happen, lifeblood of the show, getting early access to episodes, unreleased contents, interview with 707 Seedbank, Bodie Part 2, Mean Gene, and Mr. Bob Hempill Part 2. You know how to get that hitter? Google Patreon the podcast. And a big shout out to Top Shelf Seed Bank, Dragonfly Earth Medicine, and Organic Gardening Solutions, our homies helping to spread the love and make the show happen. So, are you ready for the awards for the past year? I hope so. Let's get into it. Alright, so, hello and welcome to the inaugural 2019 Podcast Cannabis Awards. These awards have been decided largely based on the activities and occurrences over the November 2018 to November 2019 period. Um, and so what this means is, is that anything gets released at, say, Emerald Cup or at the end of the year, that'll go into next year's running. So we're largely looking back, seeing what's come out over the last years. Um, so the awards categories for this year are the following. Breeder of the Year, Most Impactful Seed Drop of the Year, Hall of Fame Strain, Hottest Newcomer Breeder to the Scene, Most Anticipated Seed Drop of 2020, Most Commercially Popular Strain, and Clone of the Year. So for the most part, these awards were decided by myself. However, I decided to take into account the opinions of several other notable people, and I'm lucky enough to be joined here today by the one and only James Bean. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm very good, my friend. And the final component for these awards was decided by some polls I put up, um, so some fans got some input. So we're going to try to provide some logic and kind of some rationale behind each of the decisions and just kind of accompany the decision as to why we chose them or what we think is good about each pick. Um, Just as a personal note, um, a lot of these picks are not necessarily my personal winners. So, you know, the clarity in the rationale will hopefully back up why we're picking these people. And it's not just a case of, oh, that's my friend, so we pick them. Um, so, jumping into it, the first award we're going to discuss is the most commercially popular strain of the year. So, without any further ado, the winner for this was Gelato and all of the extensions. What do you think, Mr. Bean? Uh, I think I think it nailed it on the head. I think I called it last year. Of course, I I, I know everything, but uh, no, definitely it, we we saw the most crosses, the most um, most breeders using it. You know, it's 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 um, it's it, it's become on sort of I don't know cool or uncool how it is, but it's it's co- sort of common these days for um, a new clone to hit the scene and then just everybody get it and then the breeders work with it because it's a clone. It's they're all essentially working with the same branch of a branch of a branch because they just each have a different branch. But uh, then each breeder hits it and and um, definitely Gelato was the the girl that got passed around the most this year. 
<laughs> so to say. Yeah, <laughs> no questions there. I mean, at the Emerald Cup, we saw Ridgeline win with their runs. And, you know, for this discussion, I consider runs, white runs, grunts, you know, all of those derivatives. It's just gelato, you know. So, in essence, we saw it win the Emerald Cup. We saw it was an entry in basically every high times, every competition of all varieties you saw this year. And I think most notably is we, we saw that it pretty much wiped the hype market out for any other strain that didn't have gelato or cookies in it. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair to say. And, and there wasn't any, uh, yeah, there wasn't any, nothing else really gained as much traction or as much or as much steam, so to say, as, as the gelato. And if you didn't come with a lot of heat, like, you know, years past, we'd had Tropicana cookies and um, other other uh, things that have come through. But, yeah, this year it was pretty much the one that was common across the breed, all the breeders was gelato cross. Too right, too right. So, on to our next award. Next, I want to do Clone of the Year 2019. I'm going to give you a guess because I don't think it takes much imagination to guess this one. Um, this one's uh, it's a long shot. I'm going to say the Mac. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> I don't know. We're not supposed to sell the Mac. I know that. Uh, only the coolest of the cool. Yeah. It's an interesting one, you know, because this one, it's kind of been in the work for like three years now, hasn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's got it's had enough steam behind it for the last couple of years to be definitely. I, you know, I'm not sure how it uh, how it all has worked out or if everybody's happy or not happy about the Mac being in, in circulation and sold uh, and available to most people. But um, initially, it was a, a, a harder strain to get for sure. Yeah, I mean, 2019 we really saw it in full force. You know, dispensaries were selling it. The rappers are talking about it. Every cup has several Mac One entries in it. Every Instagram has photos of it. It's just clone of the year without question but the question is will it continue on do you feel like we've reached peak mac one status yet um i've heard of course i, I hear i hear a bit from everybody but I've, I've heard mixed reviews on the mac i hear it's you know great and frosty and all that wonderful thing but uh i also hear it doesn't have a lot of flavor kind of smells like my arm but um but you know i the stuff I've gotten has been has been frosty for sure. So as a breeding component from breeder side, I would think that that would be uh, that would make anything that it would touch, you know, it, it would enhance it if you could. So, of course. So I wanted to give some honorable shout outs for Clone of the Year 2019, and the first one that jumped to mind for me, and I'm thinking you might agree with me, is Lemon Peel from our buddy Archive. Yeah, Lemon Peel, or is it? Is it uh, 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 what's he calling it? One one star, one, one star, star, as it was known. And so I got to take credit again on this. Uh, maybe the the first podcast I'm on, or yeah. you check out my Facebook in 2000, uh, a year and a half ago or two years ago. I was freaking out about that strain. He had given me some on a drop, and I actually I, I went out to the car like three times as I was at my hotel just so I could get high and smoke that weed. <laughs> when it was gone, I, I like I like made a song about it, you know, about because it was like my, my jar was empty and I was so sad. And, you know, it was it was definitely something special. And I hit him back up that night with it. I was like, dude, that's amazing. And then then uh, that next week I saw that he had renamed it One Star. Um, so on on that and just. Uh, just to throw a, a monkey in the in the, a monkey wrench in the, in sorts, you know that's from T R Rojo, right? Really? Correct. Archive popped it, but credit goes to T R Rojo as far as creator of the stream. There you go. I know that it's uh, you can only really get crosses of it. You know, he I, he I think he said he doesn't have F twos or anything like that. So that's why I think it's a good good entry for clone of the year because it is truly a clone. You know, like it's just the female. That's all there is of it. 
Yep, it's it's the great thing about seeds is you're if you're you're, you're pheno hunting, you're looking for that one. And so, Rojo released it, which he gives credit to, but it was it was archive that selected it and found that particular phenotype that everybody uh, is in love with. But yeah, I was I was rather surprised as well when I when I hit up archive. I was like, when's that gonna be released? And yada yada yada. And he's like, oh yeah, I, I didn't do that. You know, which is which is. Fletcher, I mean, that's 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 to his credit. It's what he would do. You know, what I mean, he would be like, no, that's not mine. That's this dude's because that's what he does. He's a predator. You know, he doesn't want to get called out on anything. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it was it's a great strain. I I loved it to death. Uh, the 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 few times I've had the rosin's been amazing. Um, I love the flower itself. Um, I know obsolete's in love with it as well. <laughs> so, perfect. Well, moving on to our next category. Next, we have the Hall of Fame. And this one was an interesting one because there's really just a few contenders. And I kind of think that the obvious choice in people's mind might be something like OG. I mean, of course, these strains have been honored in the past. It's not as like this is the first time recognizing how good some of these strains are. But for me, I thought OG is a little little before us. And I thought that it's kind of undeniable at this point that Girl Scout Cookies is really the Hall of Fame pick for 2019. You know, everything it's given rise to, the gelato, the sherb, the dosy dough, the mendo breath, it's basically countless at this point. You know, it's it's the modern version of the OG and the popularity and it's got the youth market in its grips. That's undeniable. What do you think, Mr. Bean? Is it Hall of Fame status? It, it definitely is from a from from a strange perspective. From a breeder's perspective, I've you know we'll have to throw that completely out of the ring. And I just I'm just going to take a like a breeding point of view here. I just you know I'd like to know maybe and maybe it goes back to the OG, but as far as who made it, there's, there's a story behind it. There's a myth. There's a legend behind it. But whoever's whoever actually created the strain or meant to meant to do it or if they meant to at all, is, isn't hasn't come forward so to say. Like it's. No, I, I know who I believe it is, but and and it, it's it wasn't burner, you know. So, um, from a breeder standpoint, no way. But from a strain standpoint, all all day, like it's been just used in so many things, and it's and it's it's one definitely of this of this time period that's taken the scene by storm and is undeniable. Whether you like it or not, it you know you can't deny the popularity of cookies that it's that and the market's made on the industry. So. 100% and I think you pointed to one of the most important parts about it you know like most big things it was bag seed yeah it wasn't uh, it wasn't meant to be done if, they, if if whoever meant to do it they would have extras they'd have a mother they'd have a father they'd have pieces to put the puzzle again but if there's never a male uh, then that means that that was never meant to be and 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 bag seed strains aren't bad I mean if we want to talk about bag seed we're, we're talking about you know maybe some headband we're talking about some OG Kush we're talking you know some some great strains maybe seven out of the top ten are gonna be bag seed never meant to be but uh, I just it's yeah, but definitely cookies has made its has made its mark but uh, as it was like 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 I say as it came from bag seed it, bag seed it shall have and so it keeps it keeps throwing seeds to this day i'm sure <laughs> everybody out there has a female girl scout cookie plant <laughs> <laughs> a motto to live your life by uh-huh all righty so next category is hottest new breeder to the scene so for this one we had quite a lot of entries but the overwhelming uh answer was our buddy from alaska ak bean brains so you know, sporting a huge wave of just old school genetics, you know, things like Northern Lights. This year he's had a lot of success with his, some Mac crosses with a male Mac he found and selected. Uh, and just the most important thing to mention is his new TKNL Haze, which is taking the scene by storm. You know, it's 
It's got the potency. It's the unique pairing of the old school Kush versus the old school Sativa. It's it's a really beautiful hybrid, and it's a fantastic way to kind of start off his breeding platform. And it's exciting to see what's on the horizon. No, it sounds like some great building blocks for sure. I'm not, um, uh, admittedly, I'm not as familiar with um, with them as 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 you are. Um, I, I love Alaska. I've been there five times, and their and their cannabis scene was just was just coming out of the out of the woodwork, so to say. And it's it's a great place. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely has some good building blocks. And uh, TKNL Hayes definitely sounds uh, if you can bring the bring the flowering time down on it to where it's reasonable from a breeder's standpoint. Definitely sounds interesting. So, hell yeah. Alrighty, AK Bean Brains, thanks so much for coming on the show and congratulations on winning the hottest new breeder on the block award for 2019. Well, thanks a lot for uh, getting getting me uh, another shout out here and I'm really shocked and uh, humbled by the fact that I would get an award like that. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no, well-deserved, well-deserved. So Give us a bit of a rundown. What has 2019 been like for you? How would you describe it? Well, I avoid the crowds like normal and kind of stick to my own thing. So I just did enjoying uh, solidifying some lines and getting them basically back out and shouting their names out a little bit and letting some of the inexperienced people get a better uh, taste of what is available in the old heirloom lines so i've just been working on that and thinking about that a lot fantastic and are there any specific heirloom lines you have in store for 2020 well you struck a hot chord with me when we were speaking about the old uh, tie and chocolate ties and uh, i did kind of i had some seed stock from different various sources and then went and grabbed a bunch up and uh, I'm going to run pretty good uh, searches on that. Plus the chocolate I have is in the F4 and uh, I like chocolate a lot and I got uh, Conrado's uh, chocolate tie and NL2 by 5 he was giving that out as freebies, and if anybody slept on that, they're crazy because it's it's outstanding, uh, good good chocolate tie. But the NL side's real great too. But a lot of little things like that, and a little bit of '80s chocolate tie that was crossed to Boggs uh, strawberry Kush, and I can't imagine the, the some of the flavors. And then excited about uh, crossing the tie, the chocolate ties. I'm going to put it on uh, Lemon Tree and some of the old standby uh, mothers that I have. Fantastic. So how about any collabs for 2020 on the horizon? You know, I, uh, I've i been playing around a little bit with Professor P from Dynasty. He's, uh, me and him get along real good, and uh, we both benefit each other on anything that we work on, so there's a little bit going on there. And uh, he's been good enough to gift me his medical cuts since I'm really in need of some good medical uh, herb. And uh, he passed me his grapefruit web, which is uh, a seven and a half to seven and a half. It's four percent protein every time, and it's like really good smoke. So 
that's one of the things I kind of think is cool that he's he's done me some favors there. Kind of working a little bit on a NL revival that is coming up, and that's with uh, Mr. Bob Hemphill and I, and uh, we have quite a few sources of NL one, NL two. I don't have much NL two, but a lot of NL five sources, a couple NL one sources. So we're going to do big uh, run out on that, and uh, he's got a bunch of mine, and I've got a bunch of his. So within the next year, probably uh, this time next year, we'll have some pretty uh, exciting original old heirloom uh, NL as it used to stand in the mid-80s. Wow, sounds like 2020 has got some really exciting releases in store. Let's wind back though one year. 2019 just wrapped up. What are you most happy with? What would you recommend to people? Uh, I've always been big on uh, things that are just super durable, heirloomish. But um, I love the Friesland that I've worked with. I love the Durban that I've worked with. The vintage blueberry. They're... Uh, They'll hold their own against almost any strains, but they'll uh, they'll weather the worst summers and they'll handle heats and droughts and they're bug resistant and they're mold and mildew resistant. So I really like those and I push those a lot. But people request them and really want them anyway. They hit me up and I'm usually not able to keep it uh, made up. So that's uh, that's one thing. But I'm always. Uh, Loving the TK crosses that I've been working with, the TK G13 hash plant, uh, F4 and F5. I'm getting some really cool phenos out of that and loving the old funky G13 that comes out of that. Even thinking about crossing the airborne G13 from Tommy uh, onto uh, some of these. And I love that GK, I mean, the TK uh, N05 Haze. It's had a thousand grow reports and people are it's not me but everybody's saying it's uh it'll hold its own with the very best real og and uh um you know the top end hitters like chem d chem 91 and uh chem 4 and i constantly get a lot of people telling me it's about the best thing they have had no ceiling it's just the fact they haven't had the, a lot of that in circulation for 20 years and it's the first time they're coming across it so it's good to hear it and uh, continue with that a little bit. <laughs> I got a bulldog chewing on their Christmas toy. <laughs> I kind of so figured fun. that was what was happening. And tugging up a storm, too. I'm not, not good. Love it. Okay. Well, some really good answers in there. I guess just on to the final part, you know, do you have any comments or shout outs you wanted to make just in regards to 2019? Yeah, I had uh, quite a few people. I really um, wanted to catch at Emerald, and I missed the Harvest Cup, and uh, I didn't get around. I missed a lot of people. Friends flew in from all over the place. I feel bad I never did hook up with about uh, 20 guys. I did, on the other hand, get a hook up with a lot of friends, and it's great to see them every single year. It's great to see you. It's great to see uh, all my West Coast buddies. Uh, I really uh, enjoy getting around, and I just would like thank everybody that's uh, given me a hand over the year and a ton of support. Love the uh, 
people shouting me out and meeting meeting with me and uh, thanking me for what I've done. And it's just something I've really enjoyed the whole time. So it's uh, really cool to see it come to fruition that, you know, people are putting the work out and then showing me back the results. Yeah. Just shout out to my customers, you know, and, and general public. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, fantastic. So again, congratulations on winning Hottest New Breeder on the Block Award and thanks so much for coming on the show, AK Bean Brands. Right on, and I appreciate it, like I said. And, uh, maybe this year you'll be up here and uh, I'll show you around this place. Love it. Can't wait to go hunting. Yeah, fishing. Fishing, we, we can't kill all the stuff. We can just fish a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, so up next, we're going to do the most anticipated seed drop of 2020. So we actually had a tied first because we had both a tie within the fan selection as well as within my own mind. I found it very hard to discern the clear winner. So for tied first, we have the upcoming Blue Bonnet lines from Riot Seeds, which sports the Blue Bonnet Mail from Texas Resin Company. So this one is essentially a blueberry offering that was more refined by Lone Star to generally attempt to lock down more of the blueberry flavors than say gj's previous work had done so all of the crosses are looking really nice and exciting i'm particularly looking forward to the blueberry cross bubble gum which is meant to have that really nice blueberry syrup flavor to it um however this was tied for equal first place with the one and only karma whose new a5 haze work is just looking to take people's to the net is looking to take the haze lovers to the next level so this is essentially a Northern Lights 5 Haze Cross that comes from original Neville stock from when he was releasing under the seed bank. And as such, it's just the pure old school, super strong, super sativa. So there's going to be crosses with it as well as S1s. So, Mr. Beam, what do you think? Blue Bonnet versus A5 Haze. Which one are you more excited for? Uh, you locked me in a corner. I got to pick, pick Riot. I love how, uh, how Riot's just... Right, right, right. That's a great breeder, and he's he, uh, he he's always one to give credit. And and like a, like we talked about earlier about about archive being a you know a guy not to take undue credit. You know he, he gives credit to Lone Star, kicks back to Texas Resin Company. So um, just uh, it, it should be really good. I've already I've had a lot of guys hit me up in the Instagram and and in my chats, direct like, hey, when are you gonna get it? When are you gonna get it? So um, I definitely think that's a hard choice. And then on the other side with Karma, uh, we also carry Karma. Karma's a great guy. Uh, the Hazes. Uh, I don't think that this current smoking generation has really had much interaction with the hazes, and may, you know, or as much because they've been, you know, like we heard, like we discussed with the hype strains. There's not a hype strain that's a haze, like not currently. You know, there wasn't. At least there hasn't been in, in the sort of hype term that we that we go to mention. Um, and so hazes could really come and knock people out, and it could be very interesting. Um, it's just for me, it's just getting that flower time down. I don't know that, you know, some of those strains that are. 12, 14, 13, 15 weeks really are going to make it. Yeah, it's it's a really valid point. And I think it's interesting because a lot of the diehard fans who populate places like Instagram create this environment where it seems like this huge demand and everyone will buy it when it comes out. And then you hear these breeders talk about how when they invest the time and the energy, sometimes it doesn't translate in sales. 
Yeah, no, it, it's true, and, and and a catchy name and a and a great picture sell, you know, thousand packs of seeds. It's, um, but some guys do put a lot of, you know, all, all the guys put a lot of work into it. And there's a lot of failure before there is success. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you don't want to release, or that you know, once once you build up your rep, if you if you release something that's shady, well, all you're gonna do is just kill your rep. And like I've told my guys, it takes you know five years to build your rep, five minutes to lose it. And so they're they're extra careful as far as testing and putting uh, putting stuff out. And there are some home runs, but at the same time, every home run there's there's a couple you know strikeouts for sure yeah of course so wanted to give some honorable mentions because in this section we had a large number of people who started giving um some suggestions basically not for say a seed drop of 2020 but kind of uh, a whole line from a breeder and essentially we got an overwhelming number of mentions for the launch of crickets and cicadas which is the new seed company from mr bob hempill and hannibalt and yeah i definitely want to give them a shout out there's a huge number of people who are really excited for these lines to drop and they're working with a range of really old school exotic genetics like skunk tangerine and i'm not talking about tangerine skunk from barney's farm which is bullshit i'm talking about skunk tangerine which comes from oregon kids and uh, as well as things like Northern Lights and the, the nice land races from when they were working at Coastal. So all of these cool old school stuff getting crossed in new ways to the more modern stuff like Thin Mints and Euro G Cushes. And yeah, I think these guys are going to make some really good waves next year. So keep an eye out for them. I think that's that's a really excellent selection or uh, or shout out for sure because um, I know that they were with Coastal. I knew that they had they had moved up uh, up west and they had split um, they had split with from Coastal. You know, cool and everything was 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 good with them. So it's nice to hear that they are back out and ready to release some some really good stuff. Um, and shout out again to Oregon Kid. You know, once again, it, it's nice seeing breeders give respect to where it comes from and not just trying to rename things and say, you know, I made this. Well, no, everybody worked with something. And so to hear him give a shout out to Oregon kid, Ken, um, that could, that really good dude, um, did a lot for the scene. And that's something that a lot of people don't see is, you know, we'll say shout out to Oregon kid. People think, Oh, that's a cool guy. Well, these were guys who did things and they didn't need to do things like who would meet people off the internet when, you know, like I have a hard time meeting people off the internet to, to date. You know what I mean? But you would meet people off the internet to do illegal felonies with like, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to give you a clone and if you're a cop you're gonna arrest me and so these guys were out doing the doing the doing the dirty when nobody else would and so it's kind of you know they were they were rebels or looked at poorly in their in their time period but now you know shout outs and, and were really counting i think i think uh oregon kids got some some stuff working in washington but um that's nice to see that they're working with his stock yeah that'll be cool to see some stuff from oregon kid as well yeah, Oregon Kid's great. Like I said, really nice guy. We'd met up with him. We've had him on a couple shows. Uh, he's he's a good dude and does has done a lot for the scene. You know, it goes un, unmentioned and isn't making. He's you know a lot. Of, this green rush. A lot of people get will get you know. Oh, everybody's making thousands and millions of dollars. Well, these guys didn't. You know, they they didn't. They're lucky they didn't get five to ten years. You know, so um, it's it, it's it's nice to see if he would be able to capitalize somehow on that and make come out with some seeds or some come out with something. But yeah. Of course. He definitely put the Pacific Northwest on the map for sure. Oh, yeah. So, on to the next category. We have the most impactful seed drop of 2019. So, this one might have a bit of a surprising answer for some people, but I'm really confident in it. I think that the most impactful seed drop 2019 was the Australian Bastard Cannabis from CSI. What do you think? Wow, I think uh, I think Caleb's a great breeder. Um, I, I definitely have enjoyed listening to your podcast with him, uh, the, the Caleb, the, the lead breeder for CSI. Um, 
I know that he has his Pirates of the Triangle line as well, but uh, that uh, Australian bastard cap was, of course, it was, it was a shoe in. I mean, you're a, you're an Australian bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I set you up for that, didn't I? Yeah, well, kind of, kind of did, but uh, but but yeah, I think uh, you know Caleb has been in the scene and in and and a, a vital part of the scene for for a great many years, and he has a he has a great great library, and so um, so that's a that's a big award, and that's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you, what did you find familiar with the Australian bastard, so to say? Well, that, I think that's part of what plays into why he won it is that it's so rare, you know. Even people in Australia as well-versed with things as like myself or others even more well-versed, they've never seen it. So the fact that he got it successfully, you know, did a repopulation, has got the seeds out to market, I think that's one of the aspects of why it's so impressive. But I think the biggest thing for me is that it's not really the seeds themselves, the ABC. It's it's the potential that it has to affect future morphology. And, you know, imagine like a Cookies BX3 that is everything you want in cookies but looks like the ABC and you can grow it in your front yard and no one would ever know. I think that's where the real value in it lies down the track. And I think he's working towards that type of thing already. Cool. So just the whole fact that it was something that could have just have gone off into 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 and been lost forever, but instead it was taken by a quality breeder, uh, re, re, repopulated, as you say, remixed, fixed, uh, rebought, brought back to life, and then and then redistributed to the masses. So that's a that's a that's a that's a big circle of life, so to say. And that's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to definitely see some things in it because I I'm not familiar with the Australian bastard myself. I know a few, but I'm not familiar with the strain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that'll be very interesting. I'll have to go definitely have to go pick that one up when we're, when we leave here. That sounds it. Uh, uh, interesting for sure yeah well i mean it to me it kind of tied into the work you guys are doing with humboldt seed co and nate with uh the the freak show project <sighs> the freak show just went on pre-sale today uh the freak show <laughs> it's it's a different plant isn't it very but it's similar to the abc and that you know it, it's got that same potential to really disguise things and and i think that that's you know, um, that may be the, the the cool new thing that we're going for is how do we, how do I put it in plain sight without getting nailed? Because everybody's doing it this day, these time of days. You know what I mean? Everybody's growing. Um, but yeah, the freak show, the freak show is definitely something. Uh, looks like looks like it could be very interesting. Um, Eric Nugshots Nug did a video of that. And that guy's amazing. Um, I love that video. So uh, we'll see what the freak show entails, and I'll definitely go go pick up the ABC for sure. Yeah, lovely. So I just want to give a few quick honorable mentions for Strain of the Year. These are probably the more conventional ones. On a technical side, a congrats to, again, Caleb from CSI for doing the TKS1s, a feat that's never really commercially been done due to how hard the triangle is to actually reverse. So congrats. And we've also got the Sour BX2 from Karma. A lot of people were really hyped on that. However, the biggest talking point and the one I want you to talk a little bit about for me is we had an overwhelming response from people who said that the most impactful seed drop of this year was candy rain and i think that really it just indicated how fresh this is still in people's mind for all the wrong reasons uh 800 bucks for breeders that you don't know who didn't do the thing that they told you they did first of all (laughs) that's like that's like buying a bag of like here smell this bag of weed and buy these seeds for that well, this bag of weed has nothing to do with that bag, that box of seeds. Like, are you selling me the seeds of that weed? Because you know, as, as the it's the, I don't know, it's the classic bait and switch, but on a luxury edition, if you will. Um, so, what I know about the candy rain, and, and 
I guess one of the sad things is, is last year we did uh, we did like a little cup kind of me and Dunn did it in Massachusetts. People gave us stopped stop by the booth. They gave us gave us a allegedly gave us a gram. We gave them ten percent off. Um, we sampled them all. Um, one of those samples we got was Candy Rain, and it was like of all the things, it was probably the the definitely the smallest and maybe. Not maybe not the worst, but it was definitely down there. It was just so bad. And what I got notoriously from it was like I heard five out of thirty, like two out of thirty. Like those were the numbers coming back as far as germination rates. Yeah. And so when anything is that bad, and then I was talking to Jay Beasy and about the whole thing, and Beasy's like, I had to go and fix it. I had to go do these things, and you know he tried to go contact all the people that had bought it and just you know send them free free gear because he felt bad for uh the cookies fam but but um you know i uh that's hilarious it's good that the public got it that they understand that you know just because it's 800 bucks doesn't make it good you know what i mean um don't get taken by the hype and uh i don't know <laughs> yeah. i'm glad i yeah. dodged that one with a bullet um you know cookies moving forward uh you know they have a little bit different of a game plan and we'll see how that works out for them um but yeah that's that's kind of breeders just proving that they didn't do what they did. Like how, how that London pound cake go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I think the interesting, the interesting thing about this one is that it technically actually happened in 2018, but it's still so fresh in the mind. And I think the other thing which leaves it fresh in the mind is the fact that people were waiting for something to be done about the situation in 2019 and that failed to happen. So I think that's where it's really kind of rubbed a bit of salt in the wounds. And of course, this poll was done before the current drama cookies are facing, which was at the recent Emerald Cup, the prevalence of bud rot or botrytis in the outdoor flower they were selling. So it seems like they go from drama to drama. <laughs> I didn't hear about this one. Uh, oh, the tea, I tell you what. Uh, that's very interesting. That's that's horrible. Like as a, as a breeder or as a, a solid grower, you would know that and you would see it by trimming and you'd never let that touch your table. And so that just goes back to the point that they didn't make the cookies because if they did that or they were responsible for that, they never would have let that hit their table. They would have spotted it way before that and pulled it and seen it before anybody saw it and blasted it in some high-priced oil that they sold you. But Because yeah. nobody has mold or botrytis anymore. We just have a lot of oil these days. Yeah. So, um, so that's horrible. I, I, being on the West Coast, I'm very familiar with that. And uh, that is horrible that whatever they were selling had had, had that on it um, not only did they have it tested but to have let that go and let them sell that especially at their prices oh my gosh that'd be you know. <laughs> yeah so uh, they've got great marketing people i'll give it i'll give them that <laughs> that's one thing they've got down pat but uh on that same topic you know you fit that category in my opinion so from your point of view from ctnow's point of view what was the most impactful seed drop for you guys I, I can't I can't pick my favorite child. You know what I mean? I have I have a lot of good children. Uh, they all do different work and unique work. And uh, I'm just happy to get the gear that I get from them and be able to make it make it uh, make it make it to the public. Okay. Um, any any your- honorable shout outs? I know that you mentioned earlier in the year to me that y- you were thinking about maybe the story and cream drop from Exotic as one contender. So that's comparing apples to oranges, so to say. Okay. Um, Exotic is in a is in a, a different category, so to say. I don't know. He he's crushing it. He just he, he just crushes it for now. For people who are looking for for that 
for what so if each breeder did this if it, if, it, if this stuff that was that we're talking about if this was just done out of a book that you could read um i wouldn't need 50 different breeders i'd have one because you would be doing it by the numbers and it would be you know science it's each breeder is unique and different and they all look for different things exotic what he goes for and his clientele that they go for and what they're excited about are rock hard frosty nugs and and he's you know he hits it out of the park every single time it seems um that as far as his releases go he doesn't hit it out of the park every single time he, some of these strains never make it to market he'll dispose of them um before they even get see the light of day but the stuff he's been releasing just just crushes it um he's doing a fem line right now we'll have that drop on uh new year's eve uh he's got six different strains the grease monkey fems those should you know those crushed at emerald cup he sold said he sold out of most of his most of his regular stock 80 percent of his regular stock in the first hour at emerald cup wow. so um, his yeah, I told him I said, "What are you doing?" They said, "You left gear at home." He's like, "I didn't expect it," but uh, but no, exotic is he's, he's he's a different world. But um, some of the, some of the newer guys we had we released this year, the Irie Irie Genetics, um, Jeff. Uh, we started working with him. His his drops um, it was, was really good. Uh, we added him to the bank. He's had a really good uh, uptake this year. Um, we added a Muerta at the end of the year. He's got a really good following and really good gear, and has been you know definitely has worked these lines and. Uh, um, has had some had some good strains. Uh, Done loud. Uh, they released their uh, recent collab. Uh, Microtech had a, had a good release. DJ Short releases Breeder series. So there's just there, there's a lot. I can't pick you know one over the other. But there were some definitely some because um, each breeder is releasing just about you know two or three times a year now. They've gotten it so up to a point. So when a breeder really holds back and and does something out of the, out of the ordinary, I think that's when it'll get, you know, truly to that unique, that unique area. But right now, everybody's doing two or three times a year. And and, and depending on the customer or what you're looking for, you're going to have a different breeder that did it for you this year. If you're a guy that likes sativas or line races, then, then so-and-so did it for you this year. And you wouldn't be going for exotic because that'd be the opposite of what you want. It's like when you put exotic and DJ Short on the same panel, they, <laughs> it's just so night and day. Like DJ Short wants big, leafy, larfy buds because that's what makes the best hash, which does. Exotic wants frosty, hard nugs because that's what flowers the best. And he likes to smoke because he yeah. does. And so, depending on their viewpoint, you're going to have a different guy that, that that's your breeder. So, nice try, but I'm not picking one. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant diplomatic answer. So that brings us to the big final category for this year the breeder of the year award so for 2019 the breeder of the year not too surprising goes to caleb of csi he's had an absolutely huge year with i'm about to just start rattling off a list that's going to sound endless but the skittles s1s the tks ones train wreck s1s and cheese s1s in the works all the hybrids with all of those to things like girl scouts to og kush he does huge 80 to 100 plant pheno hunts of his own work finds the keepers and then breeds with those keepers he's done durban poison s1s cali orange s1s bubblegum s1s old family purple s2s as well as his pirates of the emerald triangle which is a lot more regular based work so he's done an extremely large amount of preservation work he's done some technical feats which was the tk the triangle kush s1s as well as taking out the uh, most impactful strain with the abc it's fairly undeniable he's been on fire this year uh, well, I'll say you kind of caught me with my pants down, to be honest, buddy. Uh, 
but I, I've we, we have Caleb on the bank. Um, like I said earlier, I think he's a, he's, a, he's an awesome breeder, and uh, I think I've been sleeping on him, unfortunately. I've been doing my customers maybe a little disservice. Um, I don't know that we had or we got most of those drops, unfortunately. Um, and so I think I'll be giving a, a, a call to Caleb as soon as we get uh, CSI out, as soon as we're done uh, with this chat and restocking all those items. Um, uh, it's yeah, that's a that's a list. I mean, you just you named them all, you rattled them all off, and I was just like, I don't think I got that one. I don't think I got that one. So uh, it was right underneath my nose. I didn't even see it. You know, sometimes when you when you're looking, uh, goes the same with seeds. Sometimes when you're looking for for the Babe Ruth, you had the the one you wanted right underneath your nose the whole time. Yeah. So uh, that's that's really awesome. Um, and that's because yeah, that's a you know the technical fee that the TK uh, uh, S one is a, is a pain. I've heard if if not impossible. So. Um, yeah, I will definitely uh, have to go check out all of his work, and that's that's pretty awesome to hear. Yeah, it's a big a big shout out to Caleb and props for all the work this year. But you know, obviously, there's a lot of honourable mentions for some other breeders we should give shout outs to. And so, the kind of the other two who I think have had really big years, I wanted to give a shout out to was obviously Capulator. He's come out with his Caps Frozen Lemons, the Freezer Burn crosses, and the new Miracle crosses in the works. So he's had a pretty big year, both in terms of what he's been doing and commercially, he's been crushing it as well as the Mac one doing very well for itself. But the other big shout out we want to give to is to Duke. You know, we've seen a lot of the granny skunk lines really come to fruition within public gardens and we're seeing some incredible keepers come out of the work. Most notably, I've seen some extremely fine examples of the 6 million and the stash plant. Um, so yeah, two really big notable shout outs. And in terms of the fan polls, we got a lot of, um, people chiming in saying that they really thought Trichome Jungles had a good year. So shout out to him. He had some nice work with his lilt as well as his cherry spice lines. And finally, an honorable mention to Karma for his sour BX2s as well as some collabs and some, uh, future work, which people are excited for. Uh, that's that's really awesome. That sounds like a very very diverse list of uh, some some definitely some some big hitters. Um, to our buddy Duke Dominion, our Duke Diamond, uh, Dominion maybe, you know, uh, maybe not breeding anymore. So if you can pick up his packs, you know, definitely lock those packs down. I don't know that he said in his in his uh, in his instas and whatnot, and he told me that he might be he might be putting some stuff in retirement after the first of the year. So there that being said. That being said, uh, great pick and, and definitely uh, Caleb winning on and and being in that field of breeders that you just mentioned. Um, you wanted, you know, you, you thanked Caleb for everything that he's done this past year. I think, unfortunately, you know, we go back and thank Caleb for everything he's done over the past years because that's you, you know, you don't just come out of the closet, unfortunately, or don't just come out of the grow room, so to say, and, and become you know breeder of the year, have release of the year. That that's a lot of work there, which people don't realize. You know, we say a lot of the stuff's bag seed, and a lot of it is. There's also a lot of good work being done, and I think that you know Caleb uh, over the years has has preserved these items, has kept these uh, these things, worked these things, had a passion for it, and you know a little weird curiosity that he's that he's put to, that he's obviously made um, very very uh, very pop very popular and very good, and so um, I'm definitely excited to pick up those those new lines, and I'll have to go check those out. But uh, that says a lot for uh, for for CSI Humboldt, though. Yeah, yeah, he's had a killer year. Yeah, and you know, and 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 uh, was he Inspector? What was his online handle? Yeah, Inspector. Yeah, so he's Inspector. I mean, that guy's been on the forums for years and years and years, and you know, you don't just you don't just do that stuff overnight. So um, that's also obviously a great 2019 for him. Perfect. Yeah. So a big congratulations to everyone who won an award or got a shout out this year. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, script. So how was your speaking of uh, Mr. Bob Pimpel and moving up up north? Uh, how was your trip to Emerald Cup? Yeah, it was it was an interesting one. I um yeah, I think it's on the way out. It, there was far less big like marquee tents holding stalls. There was a really small number of familiar faces you know i felt like i didn't recognize any of the people running the booths they're like big corporate companies i actually saw one of the girls who was working one of the booths on like a greyhound bus like a week earlier like i was catching a greyhound down and um and so it just all clicked for me it's like wow they're like shipping trimmers in from northern humboldt to run these corporate booth stands and it's just trash it's just fucking trash um, there was a few companies who were trying to do good stuff like, I, I don't want to name names because, I, you know, but basically, yeah, it was, it was weird. You know, there was the cookies tent. There was probably about 10 breeders in total at the whole venue. It was crazy. And some of them weren't even selling seeds. You know, the big names were selling seeds like Capulator, Swamp Boys, Exotic Mike. Those guys are always going to draw a big crowd and do well, but a lot of smaller guys just weren't represented at all and it just didn't feel like the normal emerald cup have you heard anything about it oh that's that's uh that's that's uh that's hard to hear from you you know what i mean because definitely you've been there a couple times but to hear that it's it's gotten so corporate from uh from a guy who's been i don't know how many times you've been three four times i mean that's it's, it's gotta it's gotta break your heart seeing it go downhill so quick because you know i'm sure like i i can feel it you know when i first met you i believe you know, I, I, you turn around, there was Bodhi. You turn around, there was Homegrown Natural Wonders, or there was, you know, yep. um, Dunn or, or, or Mojave, you know, somebody, uh, Bubba or Josh D. And, and now it's, um, I had a feeling last year was getting there, and this year they were not, uh, they were not, they were not wonderful to me either. You know, I, I should always watch what I say, but <laughs> they, uh, they kind of left us hanging last year, and this year we didn't give them the chance. We decided we're going to sit it out, and um, we didn't want the corporate feeling, so instead we did what was called the Digital Cup. And so we did, we, uh, all the breeders that couldn't go to the Emerald Cup, they did their release with us on the Digital Cup. And so we had aficionado do, do a release, uh, Seattle Chronic Seeds do a release, um, uh, a couple other Diamond did a release, yep. And then we did panels as well. And so we had a we had a, a panels on our form where they called in. Um, Dunn was the moderator. Had uh, Kaya from Pacific Northwest Roots, Bog, um, Duke called in, uh, JD Short, uh, Chris from from Seattle Chronic. So uh, those are all in the forms on seats here now. But it was kind of cool. You could just sit from your like the the comfort of your couch and order order the gear, get the drop, um, watch a panel, not have to wait in line, not pay 150 bucks, not get rained on. So. Yeah, you know, that's. Do you think the digital cups are going to be something going forward, or do you just think people will just find other events that have got more applicable kind of rules and regulations that are you know a good environment? I, on that, honestly, I, I don't know. Our, our digital cup, we had three categories. We had uh, you know the best picture. You know, grow out our gear, send us a, the best picture, and we'll choose, and you you know get a nice pack of it. You win very nice, very nice prize. Second thing, we had uh, you know pimp the merchandise cat. Uh, category where you know pick your uh, you send us images or logos or so you know think of seats you now what comes to mind if we pick your design and use it on t-shirts and give you a nice prize um uh then we had another category as well so uh you have to edit that because i'm stoned i forgot what the last category was um so we had three categories uh which would you could enter in that people would win uh different prizes and whatnot yeah. uh but 
I definitely think it will have. Uh, we're we're going to keep doing it. We had a great success with it. We did great in sales, and so um, you know, not, not every breeder can afford five to ten thousand or is licensed and can't get a booth at their milk cup. But yet they all have their strains that they've been working on all summer, and so we're just giving them an outlet to sell it on on the website. So, yeah, okay, that's exciting. Yeah, I was I was pretty thrilled. We had over, we had over five thousand photos submitted in three days, so it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm excited to see that, and especially because that's one of the incentives about getting down to these events is that there's good sales, there's a lot of good information to pick up, and I think that that's really what draws people to the events more than maybe the uh, the music or the other things which the Emerald Cup seems to think is the draw card. And that's that's an excellent observation because I've thought that as well. I mean, you guys are putting way too much too much emphasis on your on your music draw when you should be putting it on your 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 information your education and your in your people draw um but they do what they do and they'll 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 come with it and as far as your last question goes as far as what we'll see and what the what the new thing will be i don't know and I, what i do know is that it seems that wreck kills shows mm. period that's it washington, washington used to have shows had high times cups had this had that wreck passed no public consumption killed washington for shows portland passed wreck had used to have shows there high times there same thing wreck passed killed shows once wreck passes if you consume in public or you sell things without paying your taxes on it the state is right there to watch you and they'll shut you down and so i'll bet there's probably at least 50 to 100 regulators there at Emerald Cup, probably watching. That's why you didn't see a lot of seed companies selling because they didn't have the correct permits or or or, or, uh, or licenses needed. Um, and so I don't know that California will California in whole, not just Emerald Cup. But I don't know that California in whole will come back and have what we saw as as festivals back in the day. Um, and I don't know moving forward that the rest of the country that. Um, Unfortunately, the West Coast hasn't killed it for you because it seems like these states, as they pass, they go quicker. Like they, they're quicker with the regulations right out the right out the gate. They're doing this, they're doing this. They're regulating how much electricity you can use on how much square footage, and and it's like, wait a minute, it took it took Oregon like three years to figure that out, and you guys are coming out the gate with it. And so they're so I think that just to the bigger the bigger thing, I think you know. What festivals are left and 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 uh, cannabis events that there are that are consumption public that have public consumption are definitely numbered and I think their their ways are their days are their way their days are <laughs> numbered and they're on the way out but um, you know we still don't see a public consumption bill in the states where people can go and consume in public like uh, even the states that have been passed the longest five and seven years still do not have public consumption yeah you can drink alcohol and do it at a bar but you can't smoke in public so. Yeah, it's interesting the kind of inequity of it all. Yeah, wreck kills parties. It's always do it. They say wreck won't kill medical. They're lying. Yeah, they say wreck won't kill parties. They're lying. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. a clear observation from California's experiment. Yeah, and, uh, and I hear you know I know that their taxes were insane when I was there last year. I paid like almost thirty percent tax on everything, and so I'm sure it wasn't much less. But. Yeah. But uh, so, what else did you do while you were at the Emerald Cup? Uh, did some did some recordings. Got some some cool content recorded, which we'll we'll hopefully be able to air soon. We got a little. I got a cool one hour video recording of uh, Mean Gene, myself, and Mr. Bob Hemphill just talking about some old school strains at Mean Gene's place, and it's uh, it's a pretty wild pretty wild video i think the the real strain heads will really get a kick out of it so that one will be a ct now exclusive 
Wow. So that, I, I, you didn't tell me about that. You got me super excited. I mean, those guys are hemp pills has some knowledge. Mean Gene is, you know, I, like I said, I think that guy pops more seeds than anybody I know. Um, uh, so that would be definitely very, very interesting. And yourself being, um, you've got to be one of the most uh, educated guys I know in cannabis as far as histories and stories and know what comes from where and, and access to things. And so um, that would be very, very interesting. I'm waiting to hear that. Uh, so what can we expect out of the podcast in 2020? Yeah, good question. Um, I think I'm going to focus on trying to do a bit more video content where possible. Obviously, geography can make that hard at times. But for a long time, we've been trying to line up some big names together, you and I. And I think that we're, uh, we're at that point of being able to clinch a lot of them. So I'm hoping for 2020 to be the year where we kind of take things overboard. And I think we've been making some good progress on that. So hopefully the fans can have something to look forward to and get a bit more of a behind-the-scenes look at some of the really big name breeders who have really put a lot of effort and contributed a lot to the scene. Definitely. And I think that, that with that just comes, you know, with, with time, I think that I know that, um, a lot of, a lot of these breeders have maybe mentioned to me, you know, uh, 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 how, how long that laws can stand for and they don't want to, you know, I'm going to be public, you know, you know, I've been doing this thing for the last seven years or I was doing this for five years ago. It's like, so the far as statute limitations, as far as I know that the statute limitations is running out and I know that some people have expressed concerns about, I am not going to go up there to admit who I am when they still have the statute limitations on me. They can still convict me for shit I did five years ago. So I think that now we're, we're so far into, into, into legalization that these guys can start to come out and they believe it, that we're legal a little bit more. They're not just, you know, they're not so quick to jump on the train of, of, of belief that everybody else is. And so they might be coming to, to light more and say, yeah, I did this and I was the guy responsible for this and that. So hopefully we can definitely see more of that next year. Yeah, God, if some of these people want to come out of the shadows and kind of let us know what they're responsible for, that would be amazing. Yeah, and I think that goes to, you know, a lot of the guys are still in the shadows because they're still in the shadows. You know, they, they, they had to be. Like, if you were if you were the guy who's making the most noise on the block and driving a shiny car and wearing too much gold, you're the guy going down. You know, you're the guy the cops are going to look at. And so they made it to where they are believing that that's how they had to operate. And so now they're not they're not the, going to be the quickest ones to switch over and say, okay, sure, it's legal. I'm going to come out and say I did that just so I can get busted. Jerks, <laughs> idiots, you know? So, yeah. Um, they're they're smart and they're not quick to quick to jump on things and you know I think I see more and more of them believing that hey it's a real thing and you know it's it's people else other, other people are making money on it I might as well come out and get some too yeah and so they should yeah definitely uh, definitely some of these guys deserve it but yeah it should be uh, definitely interesting for 2020 and how are the laws in Australia coming along uh, what how are we this year compared to last year speaking of awards anybody out in Australia doing good things for for good people um. You know what? I I heard a good analogy when I was in the States, which is that Australia is about 40 years behind the States. So if you think about what things were like in the late 80s in the States, that's about where it's like. So we don't have a real medical scene. It's, it's medical by name, but it's essentially a system designed to keep you from actually getting any medical cannabis. It's, it, was, it, was in, it was introduced by the conservative government. So of course there was going to be something up about it. Like why are they legalizing cannabis? That's not their card. And so... Angle. Yeah, so what they did was they figured it out. Like they thought, we'll legalize cannabis, we'll win over all the young voters who aren't conservative, but in reality, we're not actually going to legalize cannabis. It's just going to be legal in name. So then, so they didn't actually piss off. Yeah, so they didn't actually piss the older conservatives off, but they won over the young vote until 
the next election when people realized it, it what it was so um to be honest i'm not holding my breath for anything legally groundbreaking to change but hopefully if the uh the the labor government which is you know a lot more progressive if they get in power hopefully something will happen but in terms of who's doing good things like the states you know like we were talking about with oregon kid you know there's there are some people who are just doing things at their own risk and just trying to help progress the scene in little ways and you know shout out to all the homies around australia who are doing their best to pheno hunt and to keep cuts and to share cuts around with their mates and whatnot because to me that's what is driving the scene at the moment because it feels like we're at a bit of a political standstill so while politically things are a little slow we can still progress the scene ourselves and do what you guys did find good strains grow good weed get it out to the people and I think a lot of what 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 unfortunate you know um, pushed the states over as far as that goes, and, and I hate to say it, but we passed cannabis on the backs of children essentially. By I think that that CBD and the the well, say the discovery of it, but the the science of it all, and um, you know the the medical. Uh, the medical benefits clearly from CBD that, that although it's still a schedule one narcotic, you know what I mean? Uh, cannabis, it has this, this weird component called CBD that, uh, that has made it, you know, medically viable. And I think the belief of that and, and, and just the science behind it and how it's used and just about like, I can't go into a store these days without seeing, you know, hemp infused, CBD infused, da, 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 da. And so I think that really helped push the whole cannabis as a plant over the top that there was a medical viability behind it and maybe the government did lie to you for a long time yeah but so hopefully that you know i'm not saying hopefully but you know they maybe that may may come to australia to help them pass it quicker because there's some serious you know cbg we know works as, as as a great component cbn we now know is like the night night as far as hemp goes and so hemp and hemp and, and cbd and whatnot have have a big value as a whole industry on them on their own and and millions of dollars and so maybe that help australia see the see the light of day or so to say yeah fingers crossed you know we already see a little bit of it but yeah hopefully it gets over the line yep cool. cool i appreciate you having me on and i uh you know it's it's it was interesting to to listen to your selections of course i had nothing to do with them you are you picked them all um but i was uh i, I think they definitely hit the nail on the head and um you know once again i i, I applaud your your, your podcast I, I love listening to it thank you for letting me be a sponsor of it um you definitely go out of the way to ask the questions that nobody asks and um i know you just did a, a, a podcast with true cannibalists we're gonna be adding him uh next year um i love that guy um uh so yeah but thank, thank you for doing a great year of great shows and all your listeners really appreciate it yeah no thank you for supporting us you know you guys are number one in the game and that's why we love having you on board the team and really appreciate everything you do and everything you do for the wider community you know there's a lot of people who take for granted how wide your shipping service is and i know that there's some people who wish you shipped to where they live and i think that maybe there's some things in the back end of that happening so soon enough we can have everyone pleased So as far as I know, uh, on the we have a whole new website that I've uh, I've spoke about in the past that's been designed, finished, and up and running. Um, so definitely go check out the whole new website. We've got a whole new shipping methods. We now offer a discrete shipping method. Um, we offer also offer a flying monkeys option. So <laughs> I believe we've got six total shipping uh, shipping options, international, next day, overnight, all those good things. Um, we also have a 100% guarantee. We've also added free shipping for all orders over 300 bucks, as well as a rewards program. So everything you buy, you get 10% back on uh, to use on a purchase. So those, all those are all new for this year, upcoming year. But here's to 2020, and thanks for letting us be a part of it, and here's to a lot of good, more good shows. 
Touche. There you have it, my friends. The Breeder Awards for 2019, the podcast. What did you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? If so, tell me why. I'll tell you why you're wrong. I'm just kidding. I won't tell you. You'll just have to know inside I don't agree. There's definitely some close calls, but right? However, only the cream rises to the top. Big shout out to everyone who got an honorable mention and of course the winners. Likewise, a big, big thank you to Mr. James Bean for taking the time to join us to run down the list of the best in the biz for the past year. And a big shout out to Mr. AK Bean Brains for stopping by and giving us his thoughts on his awards. As always, big thank you to our sponsors, CTNR, Radio Ridge, the best in the business. Likewise, Patreon gang, we appreciate you so much. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, Top Shelf Seed Bank, Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Organic Gardening Solutions. We love you guys. Hope you're all ready for some more content. I'll see you in the next one. I'll see you.